Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show. I'm very intrigued to know if I've got a cat on the line. Yes, here I am. You are there. I am here. God, we struggle with these recordings these days, don't we? We've had um, technology has been against us for the last few weeks, I think, um, and it was starting to get me defeated. But I will not be defeated by some bits and of data flying through the universe. I will mm. not. Mm. No. Yeah, I was going to say something about medieval, and you know, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, about what? <laughs> Been illegal. Med- no, we won't. We won't. Oh, medieval. Yeah. Well, it's pretty. Do you know what? What did we do before the internet? I can't remember. What did we do? <laughs> See, I, I remember when I left New Zealand. So this was 2001. And uh, um, Mr. QBAV said to me, oh, we should get an email account set up so that we can contact <laughs> people. And yeah. I said, oh, what? Um, and he said, well, we'll get a Hotmail account. And I said, I don't think we need something like that. That's that's just silly. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do we want none of those for? Of course, we I, still have that one. And we still use it as a joint one. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, I don't know how we survived. But what I do know is I, I remember that when I when I was in school, we used to, my friends and I used to have these um, uh, computer gatherings, things. Get oh, you're such a gaming, yeah, g- gaming, yeah, a gig, gaming parties, where we right. just got together and brought the computers. And I remember, remember, people laughed at us for doing that. But nowadays, look who's spending all the time staring into a phone. The same people laughed at me for sitting in front of the computer. This <laughs> is about the whole planet. I would suggest. Yeah. Pretty yeah, close exactly. to it. Mm. So. Tell the listeners what's going on in the desert. Well, it's been raining. Uh, so does that are you sure you're in the desert, desert now? No, <laughs> well, it's sunny today. But, it's uh, not supposed it was raining to rain yesterday. there. I think it rains like twice or three times a year um, after they pray for it, obviously. But how does that work? Does it pour down or is it just normal Can do. English rain? Can do. And the, and the thing with the English rain, what, a light drizzle. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Big, big, uh, yeah, a light drizzle that gets into all of your bones and makes you feel like slitting your wrists with a spoon. Um, <laughs> no, it, quite big, heavy drops and um, and has a propensity to flood because uh, the uh, the system isn't really set up for it because they don't need it. So it's a wee bit like air oh. conditioning in England. You don't need it until it's really hot in the summer. But yeah. it's, Likely not to be very hot, but here obviously the drains are full of sand or there aren't any drains and just sits the surface water and floats your cars down the road. Wow. So I have seen some sights, but it wasn't that bad. Yesterday was just just a bit of rain, not too bad. And of course it rained on me as I was walking into the school to mini QBV's assembly and I didn't have an umbrella. I've got about a million umbrellas that we've packed and uh, unpacked. In the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, none of them were with me. So, yeah. sod's law. There you go. So that's what's happening. The weather. The weather is happening. The usual. weather is happening. Yeah, would you like a weather update from here as well? Yeah, let's have a weather update from you. Let's get the weather around the planet. Yeah, it's minus 15. 
And I can tell you, I've learned this a few times that you never touch the garage door handle with wet hands in minus 15. <laughs> or else you lose all your skin. Yeah. Oh my God. Unless you, unless you want to piss on your hands to get loose. <laughs> oh, you're joking. Have you had to do that before? No, I never had to do it, but I got that trick up my sleeve if I need to. <laughs> I'm saving that one for later. I'm saving that yeah. one for later. Me, me, and, me my and MacGyver. Get off the door. <laughs> you and MacGyver. Did he ever do minus 15? He was always in some exotic Well, I don't know. He's always... With his knife. He's, well, he's always in some place in Russia or I don't know. Oh, yeah, true. Anyway. True. Yeah. True, true. Oh, well, yeah. that's the weather. We sorted out the weather. Did What's you, going on? We, no, last episode we talked about the dead sweet. Oh, yes, the dead sweet. Mr. Yeah. Um, Mr. Ikea. Yes. Mr. Ikea. Today yes. I want to talk about the dead Dane. <laughs> oh, really? Are we going through the Norway, all of the Scandinavian countries, aren't we? About dead yeah, people. we are. Of course okay. we are. No, have you, have you heard about Prince Henrik of Denmark who just died? Um, vaguely, yes. Vaguely. Very so vaguely. he's the he's the queen's husband, but he can never become a king since you know she was. But like uh, Prince Philip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So he just st- became a prince. But before we talk about him, uh, how do you how do you judge if something is expensive or not, Kat? Uh, uh, myself personally. Yeah, you. I judge it by the value of what it's going to give me. So yeah. if I don't, if I think it's valuable, then it will be valuable. Then I accept whatever price. But if I don't, then I think it's expensive for what it is. So if I don't value the product. But do you have a negative connotation to the word expensive? I don't, but you're probably asking the wrong person. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. Living yeah. in the glitzy, yeah, pit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, <clears throat> no, no. But I, I think that even you... Um, when you die, Kat, how will you be buried? Oh, well, funnily enough, so here's a nice story for you. One, one Christmas, my father decided, so we didn't do Christmas from age nine. So from age nine, I got no presents at all. My parents didn't believe in Christmas, just stopped it all together. My grandparents were absolutely horrified because they weren't allowed to give us presents either. And then one Christmas when I was a bit older, quite a bit older, so I must have been in my 20s. Yeah, just a few years ago. Um, oh, don't ask me. I, <laughs> they, um, my father said, I've bought you a present. I said, oh my God, Dad, you don't do Christmas. What's going on? He said, well, I think this is really important. He said, the world is becoming a very difficult uh, place to live in. And I said, yes, but that's always been the case. And he said, and land is running out. And I said, okay, fair enough, as we get more populated. And he said, and it will be very, very hard for you to find a plot of land to be buried in. And I said, well, it didn't really come into my list of priorities when I was thinking about no. it when I got up this morning. So he said, so and I thought you would be your problem either, would it? No, no, I wouldn't give two fucks. <laughs> but he said, so what I've done is I've bought everyone in the family a burial plot. Right. What? Okay. So our whole family, the six of us, my parents and my siblings, have all got a plot in a, a cemetery in the shithole town that I grew up in, uh, on the hill, <laughs> overlooking a mountain. It's fucking freezing cold there. Not, you know, obviously I won't notice the cold, but... <laughs> and apparently I can 
uh, have all my family, so my family, Mr. QBV and Mini QBV, all buried either on top of me or underneath me. So it's kind of like a hotel. You're going to be stacked. They sell it. A burial plot hotel. So we can be stacked. Exactly. <laughs> we can be so- stacked. So I have, so I know what's happening when I die. Apparently, I'm going there. Are you, do you have to be buried in a particular order? I, I guess whoever dies first. I know, I know. On, Kat, I ask because I, I ask because I know you like to be on top. Ha ha. Ah ha ha ha. Well, um, hopefully, we'll see. I'm hoping my daughter doesn't die before me. That wouldn't be very <laughs> pleasant. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, it would be tough if Mr. QBV died before me, but I can imagine that's probably statistically significantly, significantly going to happen because he's older and he's a male. Um, yeah. However, yeah. I, do you know what? I was watching a Vikings episode the other night, and it was when uh, Ragnar Lothbrok was uh, talking to the King of England and talking about death. And the King of Wait, England said to me... Wait, are you that far behind? Me, oh, yeah, because I don't really do TV, and when I do, I do have a binge. But he was saying, uh, the King of England was saying, you Vikings are just obsessed with death. The minute you wake yeah. up, you, you, you're looking forward to your death. And I yeah. guess because for them it was about the... Uh, about the uh, riches they were going to receive when they entered Valhalla. Um, so I don't usually think of death on a daily basis, <laughs> like a Viking. <laughs> but tell me you do. Tell me you're a Viking. What do you think about on a daily basis? Well, sometimes I'd welcome death. <laughs> Three in the morning when the kids are screaming yeah. and there's more yeah. smoke on your clothes than anything dead. else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't have any strong thoughts about death really but um in this stacked place of yours um, what uh, uh, because i I do have a point coming up Uh, okay good (laughs) are you are you gonna be buried in a coffin or are you being cremated i guess so no buried in a coffin yeah all right i'm gonna pick pick one out before i go Bling one. Yeah, and it's going to be all but that particular coffin. What what do you reckon that would cost? Quite some some amount of money, I believe. Unless I go down the Mister IKEA route and get a flat pack. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> and do a DIY. Uh, However, pay, what pay I have seen to Mister IKEA. Yeah, what I have seen, which I thought was quite clever, were ones that were um, sort of a a special biodegradable one, or you get made into a tree or something, or yeah, you grow again. <laughs> So Prince Henrik of Denmark died, and as I said, well, he's the prince, right. so he's the queen's husband. And um, the plan was originally a few years back that they were going to be buried together. So the queen of Denmark made a coffin out of I don't know what, but the price ended up being thirty million Danish crowns, which is some. Where around, I guess, three million pounds or so. Wow! So money from of, of taxes well spent. Yeah. For something to go into the earth and degenerate into. Well, not in the earth because I think they are. It'll be put uh, in the basement of a church. I don't know what you call that in a crypt, maybe. A crypt, yeah. So, okay. so, so anyway, yeah. But uh, um, I, I hope your coffin won't coming in near that price wise but you'd, you'd lo- love it wouldn't you i would i would think that's hilarious <laughs> but see what value am i getting from it will it keep me cozy and warm in the deep dark earth will that even matter 
No. Maybe it's. Maybe I it's, think a bit of cardboard yeah. would be fine. Yeah, I don't care. I can, to be ooze, I can ooze out of it. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. Yeah, you can, can shock me up with sharks for a while. Ugh. Sharks are probably turning their nose well, up the sharks need, Gross. The sharks, need, sharks need food as well. Ginga Viking, yuck. <laughs> no yuck. No, um, no I'm talking about all, all this uh, will come to be together in a moment. I was, um, I paid attention to a Facebook group I'm in where someone talked about uh, how a customer had complained that it was so extremely expensive uh, at the hairdresser. And okay. I found that quite amusing because uh, in my book, that's not really expensive. Um, and How much did they pay? I can't remember. I think it was somewhere it around, matter. well, there was a treatment, you know, with uh, dyeing the hair and stuff. So maybe sure. a couple hundred for a treatment or something, but it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere near extremely expensive, which is a customer complaining about expensive it was and that made me think a bit about this because in Norway we have uh, the word for expensive has this negative connotation to it so uh-huh. if something is expensive here it's it's always kind of negative uh, if we're going to put it more neutral I said it, we would say it would be um, perhaps costly or something like that instead which would be less negative most people would say expensive is has a negative connotation to it. Expensive yeah. just means you can't afford it and you have had emotional reaction to the fact that you can't afford it and perhaps yeah. you want it more than you can be prepared to shell out for it. So what's expensive to one person might be expensive to somebody else. It's about the value you're placing on it. Exactly, and that, that's what I wanted to talk about today because uh, okay. it's not about... Because expensive can also mean... Better, can't it? And it can mean better quality, high quality. It can mean a better service. So it's not yeah. necessarily negative, yeah. Higher prices confer uh, quality, higher quality. Exactly. Because when you put something a price on a higher price on something, you would expect the quality to be higher. So you know, a, an expensive bag would have to be something that lasts a very long time. It's made out of leather or uh, expensive items. It's uh, the quality of the workmanship is very high, um, and it should be something that lasts a lifetime. So you know, it's worth the money you're investing into it. So yeah, expensive should confer quality, and if it doesn't, yeah. then that's a problem. If what you charge is expensive what kind of message does that send about you or vice versa if if you charge if you if your prices are rock bottom what does that say about you and here and here's the thing something that i've been talking to somebody else about recently in my group is that when you put your prices on your thing your product or your service particularly your services you are putting out there your belief and what you think you're worth so if you think you're worth not very much, that's the price you'll charge. That's um, what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah, I yeah. know. And you know, I'm just <laughs> saying it more succinctly than you are. <laughs> Bit more clarity here. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. When you're um, when you charge a, a, a small amount for your your service, that means that you 
you, a, you don't think you're very good at what you do and, and you don't have the self-worth at it and you have this uh, belief that you're not as good as anybody else. And that, um, that, that self-worth and that belief and that, um, that status transfers to the client. So the client doesn't think you're of any worth because you're only charging an amount. Or sometimes if the client's a bit savvy, they'll think actually they're really good at what they do but they're too cheap. I'll keep going to them because I want to pay cheap. I don't want to pay cheap and get a shit service, but this person does a really great service. I'm getting a fantastic deal. And yeah, it wouldn't so be take much for you to raise your prices and show what your true self, true worth is, um, and that person still to come to you. So you, there are t ways that you can raise your prices without losing a single customer. Um, and I talk about that a lot, and you talk about that a lot in um, some of the products and services that we deliver outside this podcast um, so there are ways of doing it but if you are if you're pricing yourself at the lower end of the market you will be seen as a lower quality service um, and it's a self-fulfilling prophe prophecy because after you start charging the lower prices and you become that person you just live that person you become someone of low value um, so and you'll always be moaning about the fact that you know, no one wants to buy what you have um, it's not that they don't want to buy what you have it's just that they want to see value and they want to have a quality service. Exactly. And this particular, I, I mentioned this Facebook group where I saw this, this particular hairdresser, she feels that she all the time has to, has to defend why she charges what she does. And yeah. what, 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 I've, what I've said before is that if you hear that a lot, of course, that could be a sign that you're not kind of delivering the goods, but it's more... There are two, I think, more plausible explanations to that. First of all, you're too poor at uh, um, showing the value of what you deliver, which is a big, mm -hmm. there's a huge difference. And the other thing is that you are probably more, you notice the people more who complain. You notice them more than you do those who don't mm -hmm. complain. So if you get a complaint, you will notice that and you will almost take it to heart. But if people don't complain, you won't notice it. So, so you care more about you care more about those few people who complain than those who say nothing and just pay your bill because they don't compliment you on your prices either because that people don't do that but they might compliment you on your service or or that but you just notice people who complain more than than people who don't. Yeah, that just becomes into your radar and you and because you have a reaction to it and that reaction is far more than people who don't complain to your service, then you're going to notice it more. Like you say, it's the whole eighty twenty principle. The other thing that I've noticed, um, and it's something I particularly noticed in the UK when I was working in the travel industry, is that people in the travel industry weren't seen by the general public as particularly clever or um, professional. You know, you were just a travel agent. Um, I had a degree and was dealing with a large company and making who were multi-million pound company and I was doing high turnover and making a lot of commission but I had to work quite cleverly to do that. So my skills were quite different to what people thought I actually did. The other thing is true with hairdressers um, and technicians and ethisticians is that they are not seen as professionals. They're seen as a, a skill that they've gone out, they've left school, they can't really, you know, they're not very clever or they haven't done, you know, the higher academic subjects and they've just gone into hairdressing. And therefore society sees you as someone who's not particularly clever um, and doesn't have a don't have a particular high value. Now that that's not me. I don't see you as that. That I don't see 
hairdressers out. I think that you have a particular skill that nobody else can do. I certainly can't do what you do. Um, and I think you are undervalued. And once society undervalues you, it's quite hard to get yourself above that and value yourself. But you do yeah. have to ignore it. You really have to ignore it because I could put someone in front of a chair and say cut their hair and they could make a right fucking mess of it. There is no way. I couldn't do it. I can't even cut my daughter's hair straight for, as a trim, so I don't. Um, it, it takes a very creative person and some particular skills to cut on the angles that you cut and get the shape that you want from a head that is moving around. Um, it is a developed skill. And once you realize that and once you start to value what you can do, not just the actual action you're taking and not the process and not the product you're producing and not the service you're producing, but how you're making that person in the chair feel. Because for you, it should be about the outcome of your client. And that's what you're selling, is the outcome of how that client feels after they've had that service. So you're not, there's nothing to do with the scissors or the dye or the cut or anything like that, is how you make them feel, and that's the value you should be placing, and that's how you should be pricing this. How does that person feel afterwards? How confident are they? Are they going to get yeah. that job promotion? Are they going to go out and get that boyfriend? That, you can't yeah. put a price on that. As soon as you exactly. start to think in those terms, you can price whatever it is. Um, but you need to show the value, obviously, like you say. Yeah, and you also have to ignore those people who complain. I, I, um, <laughs> I heard of another, another hairdresser who had... Uh, had a client in and she did her hair and stuff and then she started asking her about shampoos and which shampoos she should use and what other kind of products she should use with that color etc etc and the, the, the hairdresser just replied and gave her the best advice she she could give and then the customer pulls out her mobile phone and just goes <laughs> online and orders all the products as she right. sits in the chair yeah. in the chair <laughs> <laughs> great yeah, I, I just, I, I'm lost for words. So the, the stylist wasn't showing her how the value of how if she bought it from her, she could you know, perhaps top her up every sixth one for free or uh, deliver it straight to her door without you know having to think about it, et cetera, et cetera. I'll give it to this particular hairdresser that she, she how do I put it? I don't think she expected someone that stupid to come in that, <laughs> to be honest. Well, so. <laughs> I don't, nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing. People do the most weird the, things. Yeah. Yeah. There is a different, it's a different mindset these days, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to, have to be on top of it, don't you? Always. Yeah, you have to be on top of it. And, and this thing about products, that that's an entirely, that's a, an episode by itself, isn't it? It so is, not going yeah. into that now. Instead, mm -hmm. perhaps you could tell people what they um, they could do now. Well, I think if anyone has been triggered by this episode and you think, oh my God, I'm not worthy, um, then send us and uh, go into our website, thegreyosalonfastshow.com, um, and uh, apply for a, a uh, private podcast. Um, and we can show you ways where you can increase your self-worth, uh, up the value of your prices without losing a single customer. Um, and that's a guarantee. So if you want to do that, go and apply for a private podcast and we'll do that for you. And once you've done that, you can uh, jump over to iTunes and leave us a review. 
yeah, reviewers, writers, trollers, whatever you like, just put a tick in the box, give us two stars, five stars, whatever stars you like, uh, and leave a comment because that's how we get. That's how we get off. <laughs> that's how we get off. <laughs> get off. And on that note, <laughs> yay. We'll be back next week. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.